Today is Wednesday, August 24th. The title of our devotional is The Acts of the Holy Spirit. The longer name for the book that we know now as Acts is traditionally the Acts of the Apostles. It may be more appropriate to name it the Acts of the Holy Spirit. It begins with the Holy Spirit falling on all believers at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. This, again, is a fulfillment of Joel's and Ezekiel's prophecy regarding the Holy Spirit being poured out more broadly to all of God's people, which, again, is an expansion of the Spirit's work from the Old Testament. In the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit's work is the driving force behind the work of all the apostles. Peter preaches through the power of the Holy Spirit in Acts 4.8. We learn that David and the other prophets, they spoke through the Holy Spirit in Acts 4.25. This is part of the basis for the inspiration of Scripture, that is, Scripture being inspired by the Holy Spirit. By lying to Peter in the church, Ananias lied to the Holy Spirit himself in Acts 5.3. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is the prerequisite for the first deacons in Acts 6.3. Stephen was given wisdom through the Spirit to preach before his martyrdom in Acts 6.10. The Spirit is the evidence of God's acceptance of the Samaritans and the Gentiles into the people of God in Acts chapters 8 and 10. The Spirit guides Philip to preach to the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts 8.29. The Spirit restricts Paul from preaching in Asia in Acts 16.6. Paul was even compelled by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem, where he was arrested and later sent to Rome in Acts 20.22. While at the same time, Paul's friends were urging him through the Spirit, the text says, not to go to Jerusalem in Acts 21.4. This is a very interesting dynamic, right? It seems as if Paul was compelled by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem, knowing that he would be arrested and persecuted there. Like Jesus going into Jerusalem facing the cross, it was God's will for Paul to do so. So he did. It seems as if God had revealed this to Paul's friends in Tyre, who pleaded with him not to go. Agabus, a prophet, he even prophesied that Paul would be bound. The people took this as a revelation that Paul was not to go. Yet, it seems as if the prophecy was correct and that he would be bound, but their interpretation was wrong. This is indeed what happened, but it was not a sign that he should not go. It was God's will for Paul to go, in spite of the persecution that awaited him. His friends who loved him viewed this as a sign that he shouldn't go. So they tried to encourage him not to, but he went anyways, knowing that it was God's will. We can go on and on with, with examples throughout the book of Acts of the Spirit of God at work within the early church. The story of the church in Acts is a story of a community empowered by the Holy Spirit to carry forward the mission of Jesus. The work of the Holy Spirit is still the driving force behind the church today, carrying forward the mission of Jesus. All too often, however, we in the church settle for programs, pragmatic strategies, or natural giftings to drive forward the mission of Christ. It is, of course, not easy to see what the Spirit of God is doing, and it is even more difficult to wait for the Spirit of God to move. But if we learn anything from the book of Acts, it is that the Spirit is the one carrying forward the mission of Jesus. So for reflection today, what does it look like for you to be less dependent on your own abilities and pragmatic strategies, and more dependent on the Holy Spirit to guide you in your ministry work for Christ?